You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's show, we have the pleasure of speaking with James, who is the founder and CEO of a lifestyle cannabis magazine here in Oklahoma since 2018 called Herbage Magazine. He's been making waves ever since, and we've been wanting to connect with him for a while, and the opportunity presented itself. We're super excited to get to know him better and what fuels his fire. So please welcome James to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey guys. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up? I'm so glad that I am in this room with you guys. Thank you yeah. for being here and yes. we appreciate taking time you. out of your day. We really appreciate that. Um, let's just dive on in and tell us where your cannabis journey first began. <laughs> where it first began. Yes. Um, like the first time you smoked, do you remember it? Yeah, I actually do. Paint the I was uh, 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13. Yeah. And um, I was supposed to be, I was going to a house party with older girls. Oh, mm, that's okay. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to be cool. And uh, my friend was already cool that was with me. And he had smoked before. And so I had to talk like I had smoked it before too, mm-hmm. but I hadn't. And so <laughs> we got there. And uh, I remember smoking and uh felt like to me that the room kept on filling up with people mm. that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so I became very, very paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, naturally. <laughs> and uh, that was my first experience. But, um, um, you know, after that, it, you know, it was always, you know, recreational mm-hmm. um, at that time. But uh, um, I was just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, as I I grew up, you know, I started realizing that you know it, it did make a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like it does now. Yeah. yeah. How old were you whenever you first consumed? When I first consumed, mm-hmm. thirteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty average. I feel like for a lot of people, that's, I feel for the too. answers we get, yeah, it's like between twelve and fourteen, yeah, like an early. Yeah. Early Where age. did you grow up? Oklahoma. Okay. A part of Oklahoma. Um, all over a, okay. a lot of different towns, but at that time it was um, I was uh, in school in Chickasha, okay, Oklahoma, okay. and um, um, so uh, I had a lot of friends over there, and you know. We'd like to hang out. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, I grew up in Chickasha. moved around quite a bit, and um, my family all live around Sulphur. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool, right on. So what's your preferred way to consume cannabis? Are you joint Every staff? way. Every way. <laughs> all in. Okay, so if you right had one now, option for the rest of forever. Hash rosin. Uh, great um, answer. I mean, you know, I mean, if I had only forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, joints are maintenance mm-hmm. pretty much for me unless I get a hold of a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy blunts. Blunts is my favorite way to consume. It always has been. Um, and I've fallen into the nicotine. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, that's I my favorite that. way. Yeah. I've got bongs and everything too, but. Nothing hits like a blunt. 
Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing it feels like a blunt. Nothing tastes like a blunt. It's, uh, yeah. It just hits different. It's the best own experience. Yes. Yeah. Really I and truly. Totally agree. So we all have something that we like to do that makes us feel good. Like after we use cannabis, what do you enjoy doing after a good smoke? Um, it depends on what I'm smoking. Okay. Um, and what the day was like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoy playing golf and smoking. Yes. Um, because it's my own personal sport. I'm playing against myself and I can really focus. It's a form of meditation for me mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, and uh, being able to use cannabis uh, alongside of that, and which I have for a long time, even before it was legal. But um, it's just a form of uh, meditation, you know. Yeah, it's I one like of my that. favorite things to do. I've heard golf is very relaxing. I've been on the course a few times, and I just sat in the golf cart. But even that That'd was so that. relaxing. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> Watching other people yeah. do their craft. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I don't care what people say. I know that it has helped my score. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I, I want no to doubt. actually document it <laughs> and, and put that to the test because I really firmly believe that it has. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And I've been golfing since I was 17. So. Wow, that's awesome. It's made an impact. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you jamming with right now? Are you jamming with like any certain brands that you're super like excited about? Like any certain strain of flour, hash rosin? <laughs> yeah. Um. None in particular. I mean, being in the position that I'm in, um, I get to experience a lot of different brands Mm -hmm. and a lot of different um, forms, uh, you know, of consumption, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to pinpoint really who I'm, like, fucking with right now. I'm sorry. Can you say fuck on the show? Yeah. Okay, you can. Um, But yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Express yourself. It's hard to really say who I'm fucking with, but... Mm -hmm. um, a lot of different people. I'm tired of fucking with the shitty weed, though. Yeah. And and I, I don't know if you want to dive into that, but um, I think that uh, our market has done that to itself in dispensaries. Um, I think that it's a full effect if you go out there into our dispensaries and you go on the top shelf of our dispensaries and smoke the weed and then go back two years ago and smoke the same top shelf. It was way better in dispensaries, in cannabis cups, in competitions, in my own personal run-ins, mm-hmm. way better weed. So um, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's been because there's a race to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really firmly believe um, and I probably shouldn't, this isn't political, it's just my own uh, personal belief, but I think that there's something to growers setting the market um, prices. Um, no, that's that I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I have I I um, I'm I'm for that. I think that uh, I don't know. I don't want to get in too yeah. too involved into the so, political mm-hmm. side of it. Whatever. But, okay, but so you're kind of speaking on quality too. Like yes. with that being said, when you're like when you're shopping for your cannabis, is there anything that you're specifically attracted to or something that you look for like terpene wise? Like what does that look like for you? Oh yeah, high terps is the first thing that I that I look at and the nose of course, but um I mean, sometimes I'll look at the THC number and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm buying it because I don't even look at it anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, is that 
Does that answer? Yeah, your no, question? it does. Yeah. You kind okay. of shot based off the terpene, like oh. terpene profile versus <laughs> yeah. like yeah. high THC percentage, but is kind of maybe what you were saying. Yeah. So and like I love a lot of pinings. Okay. Um, Attracted do you, okay, so um, when you go to a dispensary, do you ask to ever see testing? Yes. I love that. Yes. I mean, especially, you know, in my position. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because a lot of the times it's for review. Yeah. You know, and so I need to see that testing, mm-hmm. but I've become, it's become a habit. Yeah. You know. But it's a good but habit. It is. It's yeah, a great habit. It's a good habit. But also I go into some dispensaries and I know which weed they have. Yeah. I've become comfortable. It's like going to, a, you know, a neighborhood, you know, joint yeah. just to mm-hmm. hang out. So I know what they have and I know the growers and I've been in their farms and I've, you know what I mean? So it's, um, you become part of that whole atmosphere and that whole environment and you don't really need it per se, but it's more a lot of interest in what is it running now? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it testing at now? What does this run at? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah. Right. Very cool. (laughs) Long answers to No, that was great. That was great. So family dynamics are always different for everyone. Is your family supportive of your consumption and what you do and like what you're around all the time? Yes. That's awesome. My, uh, my family's very supportive. Um, uh, you know, overtime family distance and all of that happens with a lot of people. Uh, cannabis has actually brought my family together closer. Um, it has helped. My mom delivers magazines in the South. Very cool. Uh, all Oklahoma South. Uh, she does all this. <laughs> and um, my grandma goes along with her. And like, Shout out to like your mom and grandma. I, yeah, I want to flip on a video camera sometimes to just find out what they're arguing about. You but, should. Uh, <laughs> Honestly. Put a GoPro in there without yeah, them knowing. Yeah, exactly. Just say, hey, what's, what's going on with grandma and mom today? <laughs> but um, not only that, but my dad, you know, my dad lives um, in a different city, but it's still in Oklahoma. And, um, you know, he's had medical issues um, um, a, a lot, you know, lately. And uh, cannabis has helped him greatly. Um, and uh, he's able to... Uh, get out and exercise now he's had very very bad lung and heart issues to where and you know it got to the point where he couldn't move much um and uh, cannabis helped him move it motivated him to get out and walk and see the see the flowers you know in the field and that sort of thing and and so i mean yes i can read a text message from you um yesterday and you know (laughs) there may have been a little bit something else going on but um not just cannabis, but um, uh, <laughs> um, he was in a good, good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was talking about how he's just, you know, better late than never. Right, right. That sort of discussion, music, yeah. and, yeah. you know, talking about all this stuff. And this was not my dad yeah. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's really cool to see that. It's yeah. It is fucking awesome. It, yeah. Especially know? because and, I feel like as parents get older, <clears throat> it's like, you don't really like sometimes they don't really evolve they just kind of stay the same so to see your dad evolve like that's a yeah. big evolution in 10 kind years of be, you like, open yeah Absolutely. that's really cool because i feel like that helps bond your relationship and you're able to help heal him it really does you know and it's not even healing him it's more of like healing the entire situation mm-hmm. because 
you know, uh, families have their their issues here and there and, and, and things he said, but it just lets you know that things aren't set in stone. They really aren't set in stone. Mm-hmm. And and you can make differences in your life. Yeah. And that's what cannabis has done yes. yeah, for absolutely. us as a family. That's what a awesome. beautiful thing. Yes. It really is a beautiful yeah, thing. I love to hear it. <laughs> you know? Such a yeah. gift. So, mm-hmm. anyway. so we know that cannabis is an ally and a tool for many people around the world. And there's so much value in it. What has this plant done for you and how do you feel like it has shifted your perspective? Well, me personally, I believe that this plant saved me. Um, I was a liver patient. And um, um, at one point uh, in my life, I was supposed to get a, a, a liver transplant. Um, things were not well. I cannot explain the, the depths of the entire situation yeah. because it was just too deep. Yeah. But um, I... Uh, um, was able to eliminate everything in my diet, in my consumption, in everything that I did. Yeah. My entire lifestyle changed, um, and uh, I owed that to cannabis. I went straight to cannabis. Um, I stopped yeah. drinking. I don't drink alcohol. I haven't touched alcohol in five years. Wow. Um, I uh, um, stopped with all the toxins. I stopped eating meat, um, um, all kinds of things. And I started off with rice and beans and cannabis and RSO regiments and all of that took me about a year. And, um, um, my doctor, (laughs) I said, I don't know what you've been doing exactly, but, um, you don't need a transplant any longer. Wow. And so from that point on, um, it opened my eyes wide open. I became extremely, um, um, I don't know how to put this. I was um, I was already a believer mm-hmm. in the medicine, but um, that right there uh, made me understand exactly what I could do with herbage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, all I wanted to do was change somebody's life. I wanted to, and I know it sounds cliche. It's cliche as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I was suffering. I was. I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to understand that there is a choice in your life other than the pills Mm -hmm. and the alcohol or the drugs that they want to give you behind the fucking counter. Mm -hmm. And that is from our earth, from our mother earth, our plant. And that is marijuana, cannabis. Yeah. And I love her. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I became obsessed with with cannabis at that point, uh, so much so that I mean I had a relationship with 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 cannabis. I would wake up to it, you know. I'm a single dude, but you know, hey, I love cannabis. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, I hear you. And um, you know, I I owed a lot to it. I I got to a point where I treated it almost uh, religiously. Um, and I'd wake up, meditate, and and talk to uh, you know, ask what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. That sort of situation. It was kind of a odd situation to some but i think that's cool that you're able to use it as a tool yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so it was like i'm just gonna do this i mean otherwise i mean i could i could just die yeah, yeah. you know why not yeah and uh so that's that's what i think personally cannabis yeah. has done for me it's very well that's said awesome. you answered yeah. that greatly yes thank you for sharing that yes. so to flip the script a bit james tell us who you are and what you do 
who am I and what do I do? Yes, in your own <laughs> words. Well, um, I'm a father. Um, I love my child. Uh, I love both of my children. Um, I uh, I'm a lover of art. I love to experience um, a lot of different things um, that some people may be scared to experience, but I understand that there is a, another side to it. Um, I uh, I like to write, um, and uh, I consider myself a pretty decent human being. Yeah. Okay. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Hey, well, I did say that. Yeah. yeah. I like to write. Yeah. 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 Take photos. Yeah. And you're the owner of Herbage Magazine. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I feel did, very, very lucky that, to, to do that. To, so how did you get into doing this? Like, where did your spark come from with, like, creating a magazine and bringing cannabis culture together, like, here in Oklahoma? <laughs> well, um, I've been in, I've worked in publishing for a long, since... 2001, let's say that professionally. But before that, I was a radio DJ and I was in communications and all okay. that stuff. But, and, <clears throat> excuse me. So I've worked in the newspaper magazine industry for a long time. And I went from there and I owned a media company, a multimedia company where I do a lot of digital um, space, ad space, and things. And, uh, I got to the point where um, whenever I got sick, um, I had a couple of people um, ask me, why don't you do a magazine for education to let people know lifestyle, you know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. And I was like, me? Are you sure? And uh, And I was like, you know, whenever I got sick, I thought, well, you know, I know I can do this, but do I have the power? Do I have the yeah. willpower? Um, because it's not easy. It's You don't just open a magazine. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, I, I just accepted it from that point. Like I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm being confusing no, you're great. right now. You're, I feel like I am. One but, with you. You're great. Um, I just kind of accepted the, the situation, and um, it started working out, and I realized that... Um, there was something that was needed here. Mm -hmm. It was needed. A community was needed. As a connection was needed. And I come from the community newspaper world. I worked in L.A. and in newspapers out there, and I had three different newspapers, and they were all up against the L.A. Times. L.A. Times wow. is a national newspaper. Yeah. I worked for community newspapers, which wow. handled all like San Gabriel Valley, Pasadena, Whittier, you know, those mm -hmm communities so and also here throughout oklahoma that's what i did i worked in community newspapers mm -hmm. and so i knew that world i knew that we needed retail space i knew that we needed people to supply the, the goods i knew that we need people to understand the goods that they're using and 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 we needed to know that you know these things are safe and all this stuff right. a, a hub of some sort mm -hmm. yes and so that's 
where it went. Where it sprouted from. Yeah. So yeah, you found a need. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. What goes into, like, obviously there's so much that goes into starting your own, like, magazine. Like, there's so much, so many logistics. How did you know where to start? Obviously, you've, you've, you have a lot of experience, so you had an idea, but to create it your own, even the vision for the people that you wanted on your team and to bring on, like, where did you start and how did you help, like, the ball roll? Because that's, I mean, that's a big feat and you've done it so beautifully, like, to see where you are now from where you've started. Like, y'all are killing it and it's awesome how you've branched out so much, you know? Um, Pre-COVID, mm-hmm. um, uh, I remember not going out much anyway and not going to very many events and things like that. I knew exactly what I wanted to do for this publication. Um, Like you said, experience. I knew what needed to be done. Um, I had a little bit of money to invest, um, uh, which was my retirement plan. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm looking for a new retirement plan, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's out there. <laughs> um, and um, began pulling together my Rolodex, essentially, you know, um, calling on people that I knew in the industry, um, getting my press together, getting my, uh, you know, all the fundamentals that I needed to get down. Um, and I knew that I needed to figure out what was the golden jewel of my magazine or my business, which that was the magazine. And once I got that taken care of, then I could spread off of that. Yeah. Wow. And then we could really, really make a difference and really, really show people what we wanted to say and promote who we, who we yeah. feel needs to be promoted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have control yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and be part of the whole community. Right. You know, we wanted to be part of it. I wanted the yeah. Urbage to be a part of this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was a dream come true for a lot of people. And even though I don't grow weed, um, I like I said, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's beautiful. So. That is beautiful. So let's talk bigger picture with the magazine. What's your vision for Herbage and what do you guys take pride in? Well, I take pride in the fact that no matter what has happened over the past four years, um, any kind of hurdles that has come Herbage's way, um, we still continue to stay in our lane and do our thing. Um, we've been asked, um, maybe not up front, said, hey, will you please do this? But there are different avenues that every business can take. Mm-hmm. And within those avenues, there are more avenues. And with those avenues, there are more, even more. And so we've been very, very fortunate to have the, the correct, what I feel are correct for Herbage, the avenues be available. And that is, uh, you know, um, 
I think that's a lot due to us continuing to do what what we do. do. Yeah. What was the other question? <laughs> Sorry. No, that was it. You hand, you answered them both great. <laughs> okay. <You> killed it. <laughs> okay, so what would you say? What brings you the most joy, like getting to do what you do? Like what is your favorite part? When I hold the magazine in my hands. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. Of print is, you answered I'm that sure. so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's so gratifying. Yeah. Um, because it's like, it's a month long process. It mm. really is. Yeah. And, um, it's like, okay, uh, imagine being a carpenter and you build a house and at the end of that house, you have to go build another one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you really think that that house that you built was really special. Right. You know, you really like that one. You like the facade. Mm-hmm. You like the fucking everything about it, yeah. you know, but you have to go to the next one. You have to move. Yeah. Um, so whenever you have that thing built, you want to sit back and look at it for a right, second, right? Oh, Walk yeah. through, soak it in, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe look at all the love, you know, get something the, out of the fridge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump in the pool in the backyard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> that's good. But that's no, awesome. that's probably my favorite part. Yeah. But other than that, no, uh, it really is. It has to do with, and I know it sounds cliche. I love the fact that. I'm broke off my ass, but yet I can still go into somewhere and I can see something that a a, a difference Mm -hmm. that someone that we fuck with has made in this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we ride along with them. You know what I mean? It's just really cool to me. It's like, it doesn't even matter (laughs) about the money. Yeah. It's like, this is this is it, Doing man. what you love. Yeah, this is what love. I love. I would n- never want to do anything else. That's cool. You know, I would if I had to, but I would never want to. Yes. I would never want to step away from this industry. I ever. love your passion for yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. Have to have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to fall into the hurdles of life and go into negative thought patterns sometime, especially as a creative mm-hmm. and the position that you hold. What's something that inspires you to pull you out of those moments and rise above? Well, it's pretty interesting. I'm actually in one of those modes right now. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I require that. You know what I mean? I need to think about what I'm what's in front of me what's behind me I need to write something down um it needs to make some sort of there needs to be some sort of order mm-hmm. to it because otherwise you're as a creative you're you're in chaos mm-hmm. yes constantly yes. yeah and so that that whole time you're like well what what, what am yeah. I doing what am I you know and you can't sleep whatever and mm-hmm. but it's fun you yeah. still love it. Mm-hmm. You still want to be doing this, and you're going to yeah. wake up the next morning and do the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But then it catches up to you, so you got to like put everything back in order. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Reprioritize yourself. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I, uh, I, um, but I used to keep out of those slumps. Like, um, it's not really diary, but more of like making forcing myself to write. Yeah. Um, about virtues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, I'll pick a, a certain virtue and get creative and go back in my past and go into something that I probably need to talk to a therapist about and write about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but use that virtue to really get out of it. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. Um, yeah. It's a good writing's makes, a really good way to process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not necessarily a this is what happened to me today. Yes. It's more of philosophy. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So. I always love to hear everyone's different ways of journaling yeah. because everyone is so unique in how they journal and like journaling can it it's so unique to everyone so you can really do what you want because it's your journal but the thought of doing whatever you want is so overwhelming yeah, that journaling can journaling can be overwhelming because it's like well how do I do this like do I just write and write and write do I create a do's and don'ts like how do you do it but I always love to hear how people journal because it it helps like my, it opens you know, perspective. Yeah, it helps open like, my perspective and like, okay, maybe maybe I should be doing this a little, like you know, tweak <laughs> a little bit of this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just yeah. listen to other writers sometimes, yeah. and I'm like, be inspired by, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do they do? Oh, right. Okay, I want to try that. Yeah, yeah. So. Good idea. So, as an industry leader, what do you feel like our market here in Oklahoma does really well, and then something that could use some work on? Well. Um, I think what we do really well here is support one another. That's for sure. Um, I think that we're also in a, still in a mindset of, Hey, what's going to be good quality. I mean, we still want this, right. You know, I think the, the majority of us are on the same page there. Um, I think what's lacking is, um, our government to step aside. Um, but that's always been a problem, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, 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 sure has. Um, but uh, I would, I would like for the for that to be, uh, you know, a l- uh, <laughs> I mean, let's get somebody um, in that will talk to our government at least that knows exactly what the fuck is going on in this community or has ever smoked weed in their life. Yes, that, and I know that's that, that, is, that yeah. is a bad thing I mean, to some yeah. people to make that a fucking requirement. But listen. How do you know if you haven't <laughs> tried, ever smoked weed in yeah. your life like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have been on, I've been at parties. I've been at boat parties. I've been at, uh, you know, all these, I've been to places still, uh, you know, where, pot people or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Cannabis is not there. Alcohol is there. Yeah. And I'm the weed guy. Right. Yeah. And, um, I mean, look at me, I'm the weed guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, but to listen to their fucking stories, yeah, talking about the most ridiculous things that they did whenever they took a hit of weed. Mm hmm. I mean, you would think that they had a tuba sticking out of their ass at some point, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but that, those people, to me, whenever I see and hear that kind of conversation out in the world, that to me is what I think is running our government. Yeah, like that type yeah. of talk and that they type of close-mindedness, no like the ignorance behind mm-hmm. it. Well, it's just they have no clue of yeah. what, what cannabis is. Right, yeah. right. They think we just want to get fucked up and have uh-huh. tubas out of our asses. Yeah, right. yeah, but they don't realize the deeper, the deeper powerful plant that it is, and what it can do for people, and how it's healed you. And, and so how that's how decisions need to be. Yeah, not just yeah. like Lati Dom. I'm here getting high, just here for a good time. Right. Like you know. Yeah. It's I hate so. That. I I don't know. That's probably a a, a negative kind of jaded answer. But um, I think that our market um, 
needs to also look at, um, well, God, I hate that. I hate that you've asked me this question because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't speak for the market. Yeah. You yeah. Know what we I mean? always just like, and everyone has a different, something yeah, different to say. And, and like, and we're all in this community. My so own personal opinion. Right. But, right. Um, I think that we need to open up to education yes. and not just, not just what Uncle Bob said For is sure. the best yeah. thing to do. Research. Yes. The more you know, knowledge is power. I yeah. think that we need to be push, pushing more toward that research, the medical research side of things. Agreed. Yes. Yes. I agree too. Okay. Agree. Yeah. Thank to you. Focus on that. Right. No, I, I, I was I mean, kind of scared real, to say that. But, no, that's um, where you you have to start. That's where you have to yeah. start. You have to know what it where it came from and what it's doing mm-hmm. and how yeah. it's doing it and yeah. the benefits and the variety. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you don't, if you skip all of that, yeah. you're just you know jipping yourself and yeah, everything else. I too. think so, I think so, but I think that um, we can do a better job at. Um, bridging the gap between people that know what cannabis is and Mm -hmm. what it does for us Mm -hmm. and people that don't. I think that we can do a better job at doing that through our bud tenders. Mm -hmm. I think that we can do a better job through our growers talking to our bud tenders and and, and understanding the fact that this just isn't a sale. Yes, it's more than just that. Yes, Mm -hmm. a consultant acting as a consultant, not a salesperson. Right, if you want to be in retail and do that stuff, go sell wine. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be in this industry, man, may, maybe uh, get an app or something that tells you about terpenes. Yeah, for sure. Read yeah. Herbage Magazine. Yeah. I mean, listen to the game. Listen to, to the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that we could probably do that a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's not everybody, right. Of course, yeah, I think that we do that actually pretty well. Uh-huh. But yeah. um, you could always improve on that. And, you know, for sure. But I'm very, very proud to be um, an Oklahoman. I'm very, very proud to be in this cannabis industry. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because same. I mean, I never would have thought that I would receive phone calls. I receive. <laughs> listen, guys. Okay, I receive phone calls from growers or from 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 companies. Um, from different from around the United States, okay, and they ask me where should we go, who should we talk to. I never would have thought that in cannabis that that would be going on. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, right. Yeah, here. Yeah, it's just insane. It's I know it's everybody surreal, says that. Right? It's yeah. like until it's kind of old to hear it. But, yeah, um, it, it never gets old. Though. It's no, just insane to me. I think it's, and, it, and, it's, and it just keeps on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- I think that on like a like. Anytime I go to the dispensary, I'm like, wow, this is crazy that I can just go in here and buy whatever bud I want and I can get edibles and <coughs> cartridge and jabs and, you know, like the world is mine as soon well, as I walk in here. Yeah, it's awesome. So your favorite way, form of consumption is blunt? Well, it just depends. Right now, for the last few months, I'd say I've been on a heavy flower yes. kick, like a heavy flower kick. Um, I've kind of weaned off of dabs a little bit, but hash rosin has was my like yes. really long term kick for Always a while prefer. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but kinda, I just go and ebb, I ebb and flow. It kind of spoils your tolerance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had to go back to flour because yeah. then like mm-hmm. flour wasn't doing it for me. But I feel like with flour, I feel it more in my body than I do with hash rosin. It's more okay. heady for me. Yeah. 
Um, but with flour, if I want like a good body high, if I want to feel it, then that's what I'll usually go to. And blunts are blunts are my way to go. If I'm smoking flour, I do not prefer joints. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, I feel like my bat my body like naturally goes in and out of the cycle that it wants or whenever it okay. wants it type thing. If that makes sense, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I and I crave. know it. No, I mean like so like with <laughs> crave, crave. Um, like whenever you're gonna leave baby train of thought, both of you, and the conversation is over. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, what was I? Where was I going with that? Yeah. What form uh, do you consume? What was um, your favorite? Oh, yeah. oh, I was on like a huge dab kick for a while, and that was really a lot. Like throughout the day, like, Brandon was the- going ham on dabs. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not sugarcoat it, Brandon. You were going ham on dabs, but <laughs> responsibly, <laughs> dab responsibly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just would do that for a little bit, but then like just recently, I kind of just haven't been attracted to like wanting that method. Yeah, and like. Like Monday, today is Thursday. Monday was the last time I took a dab. And for me, that is like weird to be like, whoa. Yeah. Like when I told Sab <laughs> that earlier, she was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. I just like, I'm, but I'm cool with it. I'm like, what? I just, my, and so I've been more drawn to flour now. Okay. And like it was the opposite mm-hmm. before that. I was more drawn to like dabs than I was flour, but kind of both. Okay. But like, so I can feel so that. Just go but, through modes then. Yeah, yeah. I just go yeah. through modes. But I'm, I mean, I don't ever like roll backwards on myself like that. Mm-hmm. Is not what I do, but do you guys get snobby with your weed? Yes, yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you I kind only of go to the more you know and two or three learn. dispensaries really, and like I have to like know the grower how it's grown. Like I like to feel the tongs with the density to see if it's. But like, I will what the say that is. I appreciate like a ton of different growers mm-hmm. in Oklahoma yeah. who use a lot of different methods, yes. and they're all still lovely. And mm-hmm. there's you know, but what you find, once you find the one, no, yeah, I yeah, can, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah you kind you of just zone kinda, in. yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, but. I mean, Appreciation for the plant and the people who love on it. Yes, yeah, always, for sure. Always. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Always. Yeah. But yeah, I feel weird about it though. Sometimes I do. I get snobby about my weed only because I smoke so much of it, you know, and yeah. uh, it's not really snobby. It's just picky. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's, it's that because it's, it's medicine for your body and yeah, you want what you, you want. Exactly. And there's, yeah. And you care. And so it's I don't think it's your body. I think snobby, snobby is, is a high word. It's a, a really harsh word. Well, yeah. I'm sorry to say it. No, that's okay. I would say, <laughs> I, I would say you're more just like, you know what you want and you just, we're want just what talking you want. it out. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're taking labels off of things. Yeah. Snobby out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm picky. Yeah. I'm with it. And sometimes I'll go into stores and, and you know, uh, somebody will want me to try something. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing that I was talking about with the dispensaries. It's just gone. It's funny wow. you say that. Sometimes I'll smoke with people. I'm specifically going to talk about my trainer right now before I go work out. And he'll be like, he'll have his weed and I'll usually roll a blunt before I go work out. And, um, He'll be like, oh, you don't want to smoke this. You won't like it. And I just look at him and I laugh. And I was like, how do you know I won't like it? And he's like, I just know you're really picky with your friends. And he was like, you always have the best. And this just isn't good. And I'm like, wow. So you're like, respectfully, thank, thank you. you. But also, you're just yeah. going to assume. And then I'll like look at the grower. And I'm like, no, dude, this is a good grower. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, James, what's a piece of advice that you'd like to pass on to someone else listening with hopes to inspire and that you wish somebody would have told you? 
Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's a tough question. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, my. Um, so I would, I would say, well, the cliche is already there. You know, go out, do it, do your thing, do that. Everybody knows that, okay? But I would, I would say one thing that you really, 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 really should do and this is no no fooling, okay? Really consider forgetting about the past. Really extremely consider forgetting about the future. And just focus on right now for one day a week. Yeah, that's good. And see yeah. how it changes you. Yeah, yeah. one day a week. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Stay present, not worry about the future. Thank you for that. I feel like I needed yeah. to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good advice. So what can people expect from Herbage Magazine in the near future? Well, hopefully more magazines. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, Well, we're um, really going to focus. We're going to, we're going to ramp up on um, some things. Uh, We have Herbage Golf. uh, That's, we're going to ramp up on. Exciting. This year, we're going to have more tournaments more scrambles uh, more of a blood and bogey tour okay okay that's something to look forward to yeah, now i'm down yeah, for that for sure <laughs> and uh um get into some more um events possibly um may have some things ha- uh, rolling around 420 cool finally nice um we usually typically um attend things and support things yeah. and we may want to try to throw a couple of things this year Heck yeah yeah um we've had success with that in the last few years every time we seem to throw something it's been fun i mean we've yeah. had a lot of people show up so why, so why not? not keep going at mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah and but but you know there's one thing that i've always done and i i, I don't like to be normal mm-hmm. um I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I don't. I hate it. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 embarrassing to me, and it's tacky sometimes. Yeah, I feel um, you on that. I think that if you're going to create something, you should create it and be unique. Yes. And so that's been the issue of coming up with something unique and not just a money grab. It's a lot of truth in that. Yes. Yeah. And so, of course, we're involved highly with the art community. Yeah. Um, I've been involved myself in film and video production and all of that. So we want to hit that heavy. Yeah. I've um, been talking with the Dead Center Film Festival for the last couple of years, trying to get involved with that, um, with Herbage being highly involved. Amazing. Um, just really unique things yeah. that, that are more lifestyle uh, related, but also include cannabis. Yeah. Word. And um, we'll always support That's awesome. cannabis. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting to look forward to. Yeah. We can't wait. So we ask everyone this question, but what's a stigma that you would like to see change involving cannabis? I would like to um, know that my uh, my child is, my kid is uh, uh, turning eight next month. And he's my little buddy. Uh, he lives with me. And uh, I take him to school in the morning and, and all that. And uh, I want to know that whenever he is now, I mean, even at this age, I want to know that because he smells like weed, mm-hmm. he's not a bad kid. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, they already know that he's not a bad kid. He's really smart, mm-hmm. lovable. He gets along with other people. But that's when it started with me mm-hmm. at that age. And that's when it started yeah, with a lot of us so was that judgment. Do it differently. And so hopefully I want that stigma to go away. Yeah. yeah. That's a great answer. That it's is. Different. I like that. Yeah. Well, James, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Ah, uh, it's, it's, it was uh, it was so short. <laughs> I'm <It> just was, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it was almost 45 minutes. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you want to add before we hop off? Um, well, thank you for having me on the show, first of all. I love Absolutely. being on these shows. Um, hopefully we can get you on our show. Yeah. Yes, um, we would love that. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> and... Um, one thing that I like to uh, to say to everybody is that I I really hope that well at least the people that are listening to this <laughs> but but I hope that our community remembers why and when and how we got into this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we we don't need to be the people that live next to the ocean and never go to the beach. Okay? Mm-hmm. We need to recognize, we need to have, we, we need to understand that there have been people there, there, there were people that did this and went to jail. Yeah. They, they've, there's been so much done for cannabis in this state and we can't forget that and let it go to the fucking dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just remember Mike that, drop. please. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Yeah. Killed it. (laughs) James, we really appreciate you being here and sharing your journey and passion with us. If you guys want to stay on the loop with Herbage, give them a follow on Instagram. It's at Herbage. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E underscore magazine. And thank you to everyone listening today. And be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.